other benefit of working with the media is credibility. I cannot stress that enough, credibility. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Welcome back. It's Christine, the host of the Startup Student Podcast, which is the podcast you're listening to, which I hope you know. <laughs> welcome back. I'm here with Fiona Scott again. Hello. Welcome, Fiona. Thank you for having me back for the third time. I really appreciate it. Yes. And like you just heard, it's the third episode with her and we're talking about PR for startups. Already episode one and two will blow your mind because there's so many valuable golden nuggets in there. So make sure you listen to those ones. And today we continue this podcast with the value of working with the media, because like Fiona outlined in the very first episode, PR is not only having an interview done in a local magazine or on a radio or something like that. For her, and I, I rightly so, it encompasses pretty much every communication that you put out there, even on your social media, being on podcasts, being, of course, in, in magazines, on TV shows, on radio shows, all these things. And Fiona already said as well, her specialty, if you want so, is to talk with the media. And this is, I think, what we're going to talk a bit more about today. So Fiona, do you want to start and kick off this topic? Yes, I'm often asked by business owners of all shapes and sizes, what is the value of working with the media? Because as we've already alluded to in previous episodes, this is not a one plus one equals two equation in the whole world of sort of PR and marketing. And what I'll often talk about is audience. The key thing here is audience. You may meet a journalist for your local paper and think that person is a bit of an idiot, frankly. You might think that, but the truth is they represent that organisation, that magazine, that newspaper, which probably in many cases will have a much, much bigger audience and a mixed audience reach than you can possibly have. And that audience will be much bigger the longer they've been established and therefore, you need to see media attention as a way of widening your impact, making your own audience bigger by bringing people into your circle when they hear about you for the first time. So for me, the key thing to remember is about widening your reach and your impact by aligning yourself with publications or radio stations or TV stations, or it might be a well-known blogger, um, people that have a bigger and a different audience to you. Yes, and I, I remember that you mentioned, I think it was in the last episode, that it's not necessary and it's not good even to have hundreds of journalists that you want to contact or bloggers or let's say people you reach out to because they might not be relevant and their audience will probably not be relevant to what you're doing so the chances of first of all they taking you on are very low but also um, your time and effort contacting them is wasted because they're not the right people to contact and you mentioned I think the number six last time if you have six 
that are really suitable for what you're doing and your niche and your category and the work that you're doing, that's more important than reaching out to hundreds of people and spamming them. Hmm. Yeah. The thing is with audience is, you know, it is a little bit, I mean, it's, you've got to test and test and test, but knowing where your possible audience could be, knowing where you could be going a great way to start is to find out who's a good blogger in that area who runs a podcast in that area can you reach out to them before you even attempt to contact more traditional members of the media and see if you can just test the water recently I had someone on LinkedIn contact me it was not a person I knew they'd obviously listened to a few of my podcasts and they just asked me straight out could I be a guest on your podcast and of course I just said yes of course if you can be paid I'll fit you in when I record and he came on and he was great and um, he just took that step of contacting a complete stranger but somehow he'd identified that I was a strategic person that would be good for him now I could have turned around and said no I'm not interested you're not in my community but that's the worst that can happen yes or no is fine doing nothing taking no action as I've said before, leads to nothing happening. And that is not a healthy place to be in business. Yes. Oh, lovely. And I think, yeah, for me, the podcast is a good way to get to know people better as well, how they work, how to be able to actually refer them to my network and maybe even work with them myself. And like you said, he, he was great. And I guess that it's a good good filter as well to see how people work. I mean, obviously we've met before on a networking event. We had a little chat. There was a few steps, but, but anyway, I'm now getting to know better how you work and I really love the work you do. You know what you're talking about. And, and so I will be confident enough to refer people to you that will need PR for, for their startup. Yeah, I think it's important in business to understand, and, and someone who writes about this a lot and has written books that refer to this is Robert Kiyosaki, is networks are incredibly valuable. And of course, journalists have always known this right back from the year dot. They used to call it their contacts book, literally before. We had heavier and heavier, fatter and fatter with contacts in it. And it was a Bible. If you needed someone quickly, you would always record their phone number, later their email and phone number and come back and back to them. And that's the other thing to remember. If you deliver for a journalist once, they will remember you. We will automatically, you'll go into their little black book. When something else comes up, as it inevitably will, around your area of expertise or around your age or around your community, they'll come back to you I promise you that they will because contacts are absolutely key for good local regional and even national journalists I think that's a really important point because once you get started with a person working with them working with journalists and they have a good experience <laughs> with working with you and see that you are an interesting person you have stories to tell that's also interesting to they to them and their audience then they will keep you in mind for things mm -hmm. okay absolutely i mean the other benefit of working with the media is credibility I cannot stress that enough, credibility. If you imagine that you're at, say, a business show, a networking event, and you're doing your 60 or 40 second pitch, none of us says, oh, hi, my name's Fiona Scott, and I run Scott Media, and I'm a bit average. 
Nobody says that. Of course, we all say we're great. That's called advertising. But when someone else says you're great or someone else shares your news or considers you're credible enough to share your story, then that creates a subliminal uptick in the mind and perception of your audience. And what that translates into over time is that people who've been hanging about you thinking they might work with you, but they've not really committed, will suddenly make that, commit that commitment because suddenly they see that you've been in the local paper or the local business magazine or your comments been referenced in that article on the budget for a national publication or, you know, your story's been told in the Huffington Post. I mean, it could be a number of things. The credibility factor is immense. And also, believe it or not, with national journalists, when they are researching you to consider whether they'll use your expertise or your story, it gives them confidence that you're media friendly when they see that you've been quoted elsewhere, because most journalists are freelance. So what happens is they will pitch you as a possible case study or as a possible voice for an article they're writing. They have to pitch you to their news editor. And in order to pitch, they need to show proof. So anything you've done in the recent past, and I mean by recent past, no more than two years, makes you more credible in their eyes. So credibility is a really key thing. Thank you. That is so true. I mean, the best way of advertising, like you say, is someone else says how great you are. So, And that's why I'm a big fan of getting testimonials, not just for myself, but I tell everyone else to get testimonials for the work they are doing. And I guess, yeah, if a journalist, let's call them an official, more official person than someone else, maybe because they're in the media, talking about you is, is great. Okay, what else do we have for the value of working with the media? I mean, I think you outlined all the main points, but maybe there was something else that you had in your mind. Well, there's also, there are other things that happen. If you've got a bigger company, it does actually create a feel-good factor within the office environment and within the team. If you are prepared to celebrate the achievements of your team, whatever they may be, or the expansion of your business, but particularly with team members, it's their success as well as your own success, then suddenly people feel more motivated but it's just like being at school when you did a good job and you were given a star, a gold star or a little sticker to say, well done. We still have that in us as adults. So if you're a team member and you want to empower your staff, then it's brilliant to recognise their successes. It might be they've qualified as an apprentice or they've helped you win an award or they've won an award for their work. It could be their employee of the month, employee of the year. It allows you, it gives you an avenue to celebrate staff beyond your own internal comms, but externally, it kind of says publicly, we're proud of this member of staff and what they've achieved. And it could be as simple as simple as someone celebrating someone 10 years within a business. Even a story like that is worth, with a good picture, sending out to your local media to see what happens. So th this is a more nebulous effect of PR, but actually, in certainly where I am in the UK, in the Southwest, we have a real problem in certain sectors with recruitment and retention. So showing that you value staff and that you're going to honour them and you're going to celebrate their milestones has huge positive impacts sort of within the culture of a company. 
That is true. And it's it's all about the company image in that case as well. And I mean, you you want ideally to retain the staff if it's a good good member of staff, a good teammate, a good co-founder, whatever it is. And that can be a challenge in itself. And like you say, okay, if there's a real problem with that, then PR can help to actually recruit good people that are looking for places that take care of their employees and team members mm-hmm. oh, one, of, one of my tips for 2023 and into 2024 which i think is going to become more and more important and, and it's a very broad term it encompasses a lot of things is good pr helps you show that you're an authentic business owner or an authentic business and what i mean by that is it's very good easy in business to pay lip service to certain things i.e to say i want to be the go-to person around pr in the southwest of england or i want to be the go-to business owner or i want to be seen as a very green and sustainable company those kind of things are easy to say, much harder to achieve. And there's a lot of BS around it, particularly around sustainability. There's a lot of what we call greenwashing. So, for example, putting on your website, oh, yes, for every this I do, we plant trees here. But in the reality of that is that most trees that are planted to be green never reach maturity. Therefore, they never ups- offset carbon. So that is an example it can be of greenwashing. So constantly sharing stories around what the ethics, the values, the purpose of yourself and your business and demonstrating clearly that this matters to you over time, multiple times, and that you are working towards these goals, whatever they might be. But let's just say they're net zero or to be more sustainable helps to build that authenticity that you are walking your walk you are talking your talk and what you say isn't just a bandwagon you're leaping on it actually is real you actually are going to do this stuff thank you for mentioning that and yes there's so much greenwashing out there people say things and don't do things <laughs> that's one thing of course that's actually lying <laughs> but people maybe that wanted to have an impact or balance out their, their emissions with tree uh, planting and stuff and maybe they don't know actually that this is this is not going to work the way they wanted or they expect or it was promised for them so that's another whole topic probably <laughs> that someone can talk about but thank you for pointing this out mm. and it's yeah, all about okay. not being damaged with your with your brand or get your your name damaged by other facts that you didn't double check yeah th- this is there is a risk around being visible in pr and It has got to be, if you're going to start on a journey where you want to be seen as green or sustainable or, you know, paying a real living wage or something along those lines, then you need to know what your baseline is. You need to do some work behind the scenes before you start making ridiculous claims that you simply cannot substantiate. Because I can assure you that once you're more visible, your audience is bigger, those things will be noticed and you will be called out about it. So you really have to do that. Numerous times I've had companies contact me saying we want to make our take our sustainability message out there. That's great, but what's their baseline? Are they accredited to a credible trade body that says they're sustainable? Are they demonstrating moves towards 
towards it. So, for instance, just one thing in the UK, it's almost impossible for any company in the UK at the moment to say they're net zero, almost impossible. And the reason for that is that our national grid is not powered by sustainable energy. Therefore, if you're taking any power from the national grid anywhere and you're not fully sustainable yourself through solar or wind, how can you say that you are net zero? So these things have to be thought about. They're not just words to be spouted because they sound and feel good. You have to have backbone between the, behind them. You have to understand that PR is about building a reputation and you can damage it by just spouting things without any thought. Well, very good point. And I don't think people are aware of this. And I, I did participate in a networking event the other week, and they were exactly talking about being sustainable, net zero, these kind of things. And, oh, yeah, I am. And I do this and I do that. And it really made me think about, okay, what can I do? And now what you're saying makes me rethink everything because everything that they <laughs> suggested is is not an option really and a lot of things are out of our hand like you just said or a lot of things are also yeah not we can't really verify if something is true or not maybe and if something might be a big scam that you sign up to or something and it's really difficult yeah it, sustainability is a particularly difficult area but i think we all all business owners have to embrace it. And in fact, the law will demand it in the UK in the not too distant future. So big companies will have to meet certain targets. And what will happen is they will have to ensure that their supply chain does as well, which will affect smaller companies down the line. So the best strategy for things like that is to use phrases like we're moving towards sustainability and then chart that progress we've done this and we've checked out that it's okay from as simple as having recycled paper for your business cards traveling less you know there are lots of things you can do but from a PR perspective be very careful about making sweeping statements that you cannot actually justify in practice so my best tip really for working with the media is to understand that the best stories will always come from the people in the business. Now that can be you as the business owner or a group of C-suite execs. It can be your employees. It can be you working with certain clients. People's stories always trump other stories. Okay. Wow. Lots to think about. <laughs> Again, for me, thank you so much. Any final words before we wrap up this episode? Uh, I wouldn't want to leave this on the negative note. I think that working with the media is incredibly powerful. Just broaden your mind as to what the media could be these days. You could, if you're starting out in business with limited budget, you can make five friends in business and all write a guest blog for each other with a backlink and start to leverage your own net network that way as a good starting point instead of getting very worried about oh there's these 10 million things I could do to make myself visible and then you end up doing nothing or you faff around with it for ages just take some small steps I often advise people in startup mode that I deal with face to face is start building connections and building stories and sharing stories with the people in the room with you right now very good point. Very good point. And I'm I'm going to start with that as well. I already started. I joined a, a few network groups as well, where I'm able to also write guest blog posts and things like that. So that will be will be good. Thank you so much <laughs> again. I can't always thank my guests enough because they're giving up their time and a lot of knowledge here. So 
again, feel free to connect with Fiona and check out all the resources that she has. You can find it on creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast. And there you can find the PR for Startup series and find all the links. And now we will be finishing off this episode and actually have one more episode for you to come next week, which is how to be media friendly. I'm looking forward to recording those with you, Fiona. Thank you. Thank you. That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.